Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion, part of the Boss Rush Network. I'm your host, the Enlightened Insider, Eddie V. I am back. You know, it's literally been almost about two or three years since last episode, and a lot of oh, things man. has happened. <laughs> yes, a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have changed and everything, but Optional Opinion is coming back. Um, it's going to be a part of the Boss Rush Network, so you guys will be able to still hear those episodes on Friday and um, you know, it's going to be just some episodes I'll have a guest, uh, but most of the episodes are going to be, once again, just me talking about uh, topics that we normally don't discuss in the video game industry. And you're going to get some good music that's going to, going to uh, go along with it for our breaks. And I will be having a new intro and maybe a new picture by the time you guys uh, actually hear uh, the future episodes, I should say. But I have a great guest, and this is his debut on the show. Uh, <laughs> you know, he gets to, uh, I always tell people when they come on Optional Opinion, they get to be laid back. They get to just have their own opinion. There's no right or wrong answer. It just creates a good discussion. Uh, he is one of the co-hosts of Crossroads, the next-gen podcast, I should say, Uh and or I should say the new gen podcast. Uh and he is also host of Scramble Rambles that you guys could get exclusively on Spotify. Uh yeah. and like I have been on that on that uh on two episodes, so you guys could check that out. Please everybody welcome Mr. Austin Campbell. Hello, good sir. Hey, hey everyone. I'm starting to think now I don't did we even know each other the last time an episode came out? Was that a thing? <laughs> Did we even know each other at that point? I don't know. It's been that long. Um, Actually, I, I I feel like I've been a part of Boss Rush for a long time, hmm. but it also hasn't been that long either. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I feel was... like it's just yesterday I was talking to you guys for the first time, and, and <laughs> now I've been here for two, two years? Two years, yeah. Because and... we're... I recorded the last episode. I think it was with LeBron, and we was talking about GameStop mm-hmm. business. And I think you yeah, which I to... I remember because I listened, <clears throat> I listened to it, and I guess I just didn't realize it was that long ago. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. it was that long ago. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's been a while since I have actually got back into it like i i was doing some episodes and then i stopped because i got busy with uh boss rush and with world one one and just at that time work and everything like there was so much stuff happening and transitioning that it optional opinion literally fell to the side you know and i and that's uh, some days that i was sick some days i didn't feel motivated because i was tired of working and all that, that stuff but i'm just like okay i need to get back into the podcasting world that i love to do and stuff um and so now that we're back it's a new season you're back uh mm-hmm. you know doing your own podcast and uh yeah. and, and stuff like that and doing crossroads the new gym podcast with uh Lara, chris and now stoy from arsenal x uh yeah. i'm excited to see the future of it. But if you guys don't know who Austin is, I'm going to just let him explain. Austin, who are you <laughs> to the list? <laughs> who am I is a, is a good question. Um, well, uh, my name is Austin Campbell. 
I live in a small town in Oklahoma, and uh, <laughs> I I love the things that I love are are video games, football, music. So if you if you like any of those three things, you could definitely chat chat it up with me at any point. Uh, I like having conversations. I like. Uh, I like trying to make people laugh more than anything. So anything I say, uh, don't take too seriously because it might be opinion, but I'm probably going to try to say it in like an arrogant or ignorant <laughs> way. So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, been with Boss Rush for I, I think about two years now, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoy doing Crossroads. PlayStation is my home. Um, but I do love Nintendo and, and Xbox as well. Um, I would say Nintendo is probably my second, but Xbox being my least. But um, that's just because I didn't grow up with it as much. And uh, and yeah, I uh, I uh, host Scrambled Rambles, and it's it's kind of like Ed's show. I may have I may have stole it from, him, but it's just it's just talking about whatever we've. I've had I try to have as many people on with as many different backgrounds and, and, and viewpoints and just try to have a good conversation, try not to be a total jerk about things. That's you can save that for social media. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, we, we have a lot of fun. Me and Ed have had two conversations already, and I think both of them went two hours long and we could have <laughs> went for we probably could have went hours more, but we had to stop. So, <laughs> um but yeah, uh, that's, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, and, and and as the show goes, you'll you'll probably learn more, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, as you guys can see, today's uh, on this episode, on the um, we are talking about does the level of difficulty create bias? And the reason why I wanted to have this discussion with Austin is because Austin is playing Elden Ring um, and the discussion of accessibility and difficulty has came up um, and some people just some people have been saying the you know get good uh, line and some people have been upset about it and it's kind of just it, it kind of it's weird that when certain games from certain publishers come out you know, the challenge, the level of challenge is never really mentioned because that's the way that they're designed. But when you try to equivalent some of those games, like uh, Elden Ring and Ghosts and Goblins, some people will say that Ghosts and Goblins is just too hard and unfair, where Elden Ring presents that right hard challenge and everything. You know, it's there's frustration in both of them, but the frustration is less seen in Elden Ring. And because it's a from software game, sometimes other games of that nature get discredited. You know, we don't normally talk about the narrative or quality or stuff like there. It's just that it's that fresh challenge and everything um, uh, with some people now and where some of the bias i feel like may come from or opinion that it may come from is that uh something like kirby people laugh at because it's too easy and stuff and so they just refuse to play because it's too easy um but i'm 
but it's just like, why are you judging? If you if you don't want one game judged because of its difficulty, why are you really judging this game because of its difficulty? Shouldn't they equal or be fair? Because sometimes people can certain people can't play all games with the with certain set difficulties. They maybe you need something that's really easy and stuff. Or there are some easy games that do get praised, but yet literally uh, get knocked down for, because of it. So I kind of want to just ask you, Austin, um, before we get like more into the question, um, how do you like difficulty presented to you in a sense? I, so difficulty is a thing where and we we kind of talked about this on on my show a little bit but i i am not a i don't crave for a difficult game i like a pretty balanced game i always play the normal mode unless i know for sure that it's going to be an easier game and it has a harder option um take like a ratchet and clank for example i would rather play that on the hard mode just because i've played those games i played every ratchet and clank game except for the one that's on the blackberry and so i uh, i uh know those games so well and i can play through them easily that I put it on hard intentionally so i'll go through it longer and have more time through it and stuff like that mm. um but I, I, I'm not a Souls person. I've only played Bloodborne and now Elden Ring because those were the only two that really spoke to me. Um, I've played other Souls light games like uh, Lords of the Fallen. Um, I haven't played Mortal Shell, um, but like Neo, Neo One. I didn't play Neo mm. Two, and those those games usually drive me away most of the time because i just don't have the patience for it i like there are so many games especially this year my wallet and i are arguing about what games we're gonna buy because there's so many things coming out in the next couple months it's ridiculous um that there's so many games out there i want to play that i don't want to spend a whole lot of time playing a difficult game especially if i'm not having fun um i when i played lords of the fallen i was like this game is not fun i don't think it's as, as the same quality as bloodborne was uh or even close to it so i put it away and i never went back to it and i probably never will neo was like cool i felt like the quality was there but it didn't speak to me like the art style wasn't because the art style of Bloodborne was really why I played it. The gothic horror, Castlevania, uh, ugly, grisly type of, of characters. I was like, I want to play that game, you know. And because I wanted to, and that's why Bloodborne really got me to play it, was because it spoke to me on art art style. And the quality of the game was so good that I understood why I was dying when I played it. And that's why... I, FromSoft does get a little bit of a pass from me because mm-hmm. I understand why I'm dying when I play the game. And I and that to me, I think that's the most important part in difficulty is like understanding why you're dying or understanding what's going on. And it's not just like, oh, like 
we <laughs> we kind of had this conversation, but like Cuphead, I think Cuphead is a great game. I think Cuphead is a great game at telling you what you messed up and you're learning the patterns and stuff like that. There are other games like Zelda 2 <laughs> that are hard. <laughs> is a mess i feel like it's a mess and it's not it's not fun for me to play that game because it's like i'm not really learning or i don't really see what i'm doing wrong sometimes um and so though those are the differences that i see when i when i'm presenting the game though i'm always picking normal uh especially with especially if i know the game is somewhat hard like doom eternal I was like, there's no way I'm playing hard mode. There's no way. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this to myself. I'm going to play normal. And normal presented a big enough challenge for someone who does play first-person shooters mostly. Like, that's what I draw to. Yes. And that game was hard. Like, it was hard just on normal. And I was like, I'm done. I don't want to. I, I beat it. And I was like, I don't want to play hard mode. I, if I want to come back to it, I, I personally prefer the first do more. But... If I ever did come back to the first do, I would play on normal mode because I do not want any part of it. I don't. I because because there is that level of like, am I having fun? Is it a challenge? Yes. But am I still having fun? Then keep going. Am I not having fun anymore? Am I dying over and over? Am I frustrated? And I don't want to really play this game anymore. Then I just drop it. Like I got too many other games to want to play. Um, we'll get into Kirby because Kirby I think is a interesting topic i love kirby but there there are reasons why there are some kirby games that do get a pass and some that don't and i think it's the same thing you can do for bloodborne um like kirby on the 3ds planet robobot and triple deluxe i thought were fantastic games because they were easy kirby games are extremely easy which mm-hmm. is why I'm kind of excited that there's a, a harder mode on this new Kirby, this new 3D Kirby that's like interests me. I was like, huh, that that sounds interesting because let's face it, Kirby is a ridiculous character. <laughs> he can <laughs> jump multiple times. It's that most characters only get a double jump. Every now and then you get a character with a triple jump. Kirby has like 10 jumps <laughs> he can use over and over again. So it's really hard to... It's like really like you really got to be bad at a game if you're falling to your death in Kirby. Like it's like what are you doing really? You couldn't make it with 10 jumps <laughs> like and plus the floating mechanic you don't fall straight down, you float and so you're you can slowly guide yourself back and forth. And most of the characters are not tough. They they're just not. And but when you get in a game like Triple Deluxe or Planet Robobot, those games are so creative and the level designs are so cool that it's like i i understand because it's, it's like it's just fun it's just fun to play through however when you get a kirby game star allies or whatever the last one was called and it's not creative and it's easy it becomes super boring because there's nothing attracting you to it like that that was my thing with that and i think you you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ed, but Switch has like gained so many new Nintendo fans. There are so many new Nintendo fans on my Twitter that I feel have no idea what they're talking about sometimes. 
<laughs> because they really hate on Kirby, and but the only Kirby they gave they played is one of the worst Kirby games. Like in my opinion, like it's just like the worst. So no wonder they're gonna hate on Kirby. You know, I think a lot of people play Breath of the Wild first. I don't know if they would like going back to some of these older Zelda games. I really don't. Like I'm just like I don't. You would be shocked that it's totally people... different. You be shut. A lot of people do go back and revisit a lot of the older games and have fun. With but it. are these people that have never played it before? That would be my thing. I think with the people who have never played them before, I think they will go back because it's just like, where does this game start? Like a lot of people did that with Metroid Dread. They went back and went through the Metroid games to get the history of why this series is known for what it is. And get yeah. the experience and get the story. So people have gone back and played it, and stuff yeah. who are new to who are new to the series. Um, I, th- I think when you when you're speaking about new to Nintendo, is it that they're new to Nintendo for the system or new to games in general? Because I'm just like, well, if I this is your, both. I think you it's, think it's both, both, but I think it's mostly people that are new to games in general. I think yes. there's such a young audience for Switch that yes. I would say. Out of the people I'm talking about, it's definitely 50-50. There are some people that are new to Nintendo, or like maybe they played the Wii, and that's mm-hmm. kind of it. But I think there's like a good 50% chunk of people that just are new to games. They're younger people. And yeah. they're like, man, Kirby's uh, OP in Smash Bros, and he's annoying in Smash Bros. Like, that's what people know him for. And then like this really crappy Switch game that came out. That was like... <laughs> Uh, if only you knew <laughs> if only you knew about Kirby's dream course and the 3DS games like all these uh, you know, there's, but. There's, there's, there's so much history and I think it, it comes to you now developing game skills because if you're new to gaming you don't have no skills at all and so yeah. you have to start learning about patterns, learning about attacking, uh, learning about moral choices and uh and a lot of times reading because a lot of games who don't have voice acting you're going to read a lot and so that kind of that's kind of helping you if you're a person who don't read a lot of books <coughs> you know had a hard time with comprehension you're not going to get why you have to read all of this text that's going and stuff you know yeah. a lot of people who are new to gaming don't know about localization and things like that there's so many factors that they don't know but when it comes to playing it and everything of course if you're new to it you're going to get your tail kicked and you might and it might create a uh, opinion or a judgment about a game but you're new to it it's supposed to do that you're supposed to figure it out and everything uh, when it comes to certain games and everything, I, I think there's just uh, there, there, there's so many things that go into this conversation. But I think mm-hmm. the I I would hope I don't think that there's a bias with the difficulty in general. I think that your game can stand out more. Um, and, and here, here, actually, I'll I'll take that back because. Something that we've been seeing with Elden Ring, which I love. I I really have enjoyed my time with it, and I have had a copy where there are no problems with the bugs. Mm. I don't see what everyone's talking about. A lot of the patches and stuff have happened. Yeah, and I mean, I played it the day after it came out, so there could have been a lot of stuff fixed just in that day. But 
I've heard there's things like on PC that were even worse. I've heard that even after the patch fixes, it didn't help on some on some. So I feel for those people. Yes. I think I think a lot of people it really depends on like what you're looking at in a game. Because a lot of people see the Elden Ring and they compare it to Horizon and they're like, Elden Ring doesn't look near as good as as Horizon. I'm like, it doesn't, but that's not the all the points in gaming. And then there's some people like, well, Elden Ring is is too hard and it doesn't have accessibility options for people. And I'm like, okay, that's that's true, but like which that's a whole other thing, but it's there's some games that just I don't know. I don't think it has to like an accessibility. I would say like remapping the controller. I think that should be a thing. Like most yes. games should have that by now. And I'm not gonna say all games because I think a lot of people have to understand. So many, so many gamers are way too entitled because so many games are like, why does this game have this certain thing for my, you know, for my friend's disability or whatever? I'm like. Okay, when we invented cars, we did not have everything ready for people with disabilities. Someone had to invent the stuff. Someone had to grow on that. Someone, and so now people are like coming at developers with like two people who have a limited budget and like can't think of every single thing. They're just trying to make something they love, and people are coming down their throats because they don't have an accessibility option. I'm like, hey man, why don't we just chill a little bit? Let them get the buy their game, support them, and then tell them like tell them that that's something that you want, and then they can work on that later. But yes, with the easy mode thing, I'm like guys, I'm not saying get good because it's an ignorant thing to say, but I am what I am saying is maybe the game's not for you. Like not there are so many games that you can't tell me that oh Elden Ring doesn't have an easy mode, so now my whole gaming like i i can't game anymore because i have nothing else to play are you kidding me there's so many games out there to play if that if there there has to if there's no other game that speaks to you that's a you problem that's not that's not a gaming problem you know i just i don't know man i've i've seen so much of elden ring on my twitter this week and just like from different opinions saying like hey it needs an easy mode hey just leave us alone like it's our game like just and they're both right they're both right like yeah you want a lot of people to play your game but and adding an easy mode doesn't take away from other people's game like you Mm -hmm. still have the hard mode like it's just like every other game like doom like doom eternal i played on normal because i am a wuss i don't want to (laughs) i don't want to fight so many demons but if you want to play the extra hard mode it's there you can play it it's that's totally available to you and i don't think anyone would argue that says oh doom eternal was bad because they had to make an extra hard mode and that took away from developer time no one is saying that so I can understand why in Elden Ring it's like, why not have an easy mode where your weapons do more damage, uh, you take less damage, and stuff like that. Why can't that be a thing? I don't know. <laughs> but that wasn't the the game creator's design, I guess. Like, 
he didn't want it to be that way. And he, I've read multiple things about Miyazaki. I think that's his name. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ed. But he wants people to um, overcome things. That's the point of his games. And when I play Elden Ring, when I fight the like little, uh, like easier minion minions, like yeah, I don't really. I like the design and everything, and I like the world, but I'm like, that's not the fun part to me. And I suck at games, but when it's the big bosses and they're a challenge to fight, those have way more. Like that is why you play it is for the hard game. Like you, it's not as fun. It really isn't. It would not be as fun if it was easier. But I think because it just wouldn't. But I think when it comes to that, and and that's why I said the equivalent of games like that. You know, when I because I mentioned I, the reason why I mentioned Ghosts and Goblins because it still presents a challenge, and I feel like that is more overcoming than a boss in a souls game and stuff. Because, yes, you are fighting 101, and and the thing about it is when you have died many a times, the relief when you finally defeat a boss is is like so rewarding. Uh, when it comes to goose and, goes, uh, Ghosts and Goblins, when you finally beat a level uh, in, in that game, you feel the exact same way of overcoming. Right. But I think it's just that some people dismiss Ghosts and Goblins or dismiss Contra or dismiss even Castlevania. Some of these, and, and I'm going to these uh, established series. Um, whether they're new or old, they they get treated in a certain way, uh, mm-hmm. or I should not say treated. They get viewed in a certain way because of their difficulty. That that's too much for them. But it, to me, I'm just like, well, even isn't that the same level of of a Souls game? Because the way that people want to give up on a Souls game, your response to them is. For some people, when they say the get good thing, it feels like it's a negative, uh, a negative feeling. Uh, where if someone told you to play Ghouls and Ghosts and you was dying a lot or Contra and stuff without the thirty man code or any of those games, the uh, modern games and stuff, you wouldn't like someone saying get good to them. Because the thing about it is you'll be ready to quit and give up because it's frustrating. But it's the equivalent thing. That difficulty is there. It's, it's, it's dispersed. Uh, or not dispersed. It's dismissed in uh, different ways uh, with it. But you can't say, tell one person get good and then not expect someone to say get good when you're playing that different game in that different genre and stuff. I you just know. don't know where these people are at, Ed. I don't know what people you're talking about. Because so there are people that so, are the get good type, but no one uh, likes those people. No one right, likes those people. Right. But I, I think it, I think the thing I think the thing about it is is that when you tell some some of the people with the Souls players be like, okay, you like Elden Ring, you like Dark Souls, you like Demon Souls, you like this soul kind of souls game and stuff. Okay. How about you take this also you take this challenge and play Ikaruga. Go play Contra without the 30 minute code. Go play Mario Brothers the Lost Levels. Or go play like um uh some hard game now, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. I keep going back to that. Or you know, go play some of these games that when they present a challenge, 
hopefully you have the you have the skills to make it through. And if you're dying a lot, if it feels frustrating and stuff, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to persist because this is too much, you wouldn't want someone telling you to, hey, you need to get good, and if you do get good, you're going to make it. Because for some of those Souls players who say that they think that the game is make is killing you because they want you to learn and they want you to progress, but you have to earn it. And when you have that mentality, I think when you have that ma- mentality connected to difficulty, it I agree, it becomes a problem and people do not like that and everything. But I would say, like, I don't think that's a terrible, terrible thing just because that's... I don't understand having to play one series and then you mm. should be able to like the other. Like... You wouldn't tell someone who likes Kirby games that they'll also like Firewatch because they're easier games to play. So yeah. you must like those kind of games too. Like, but that's, no. that's like that's, they're totally different. Where, right. But that's where I think the level of equivalent, where I keep using that word, comes in. It's just that, yes, it's, it's a different game, it's a different setting and stuff. But to me, it's just like, okay, how about you give this a try? Because you like this, you like this kind of challenge, and maybe these games could also present that challenge. It's not, it's not so much as a, a comparison. It's most of that if you like challenging games and things like that, these games are challenging. So there is an expectancy that if you if you like it, you probably will enjoy this challenge also. Not saying that it's not going to be frustrating or upsetting. But it's gonna. It should be like, okay, I see what they're going for, and I see why you make that connection. Is it fun? Heck, no, it's not fun. If I can't jump this pit and this zombie just came out of nowhere, you yeah. know that shouldn't be fun. But if it's the same thing that's happening in this game, and I enjoy it, I could see where that equivalency is at. You know, and yeah. I shouldn't be able. I shouldn't be biased and judge this game. That has these same factors that happen in the game that I like or love. And me just saying, because of it, I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't think it's worth my time or I don't show. It doesn't have any value in games. In in a sense. Yeah, I just, I don't under, I don't know who these people are that are saying like, oh yeah, we like Souls games, but we'll, we hate goals and ghosts or whatever like i don't i don't know where these people are at they 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 won't mention it i think it's that get good mentality or but, you know but and, and you know okay but like if those people i i think those people still exist they're just not playing those games like they're playing cuphead or they're playing yeah. metroid dread or whatever game is you know all these platformer games that are giving you a challenge of some sort because I'm thinking the people I know that like Souls like they also like challenging platformers. They just don't play old ones because they have so many new ones now. Like they didn't yeah. grow up with those old. Ones. So I just I don't and know. I I, I, sh- I, I haven't sh- seen a case of those people. Like I haven't so seen those I, people. They're like I, I anti should, this. I should say the modernization of those past series. And mm-hmm. I 
you know, and yes, I did say the 30 man code because <coughs> the Contra, the first thing people want to do is, well, could I put the Konami code in to get 30 men? And it, you know, and yes, Contra, the last Contra game really wasn't good <laughs> or anything. But it's just that I think when it comes to difficulty and people being like biased and judging the game about its, its difficulty, um, I, I really don't think it's fair if you just look on the outside and not give it a try. You know, if you do know someone who got the game and they're willing to have you over, you should be at least play it before you make that decision. Right. And understand why they're presenting this difficulty. Now, I've made my, uh, my thing with Elder Ring. And I kind of said this on uh, other, some other podcasts. I have nothing against it. I don't have nothing against front software or anything. Um, I haven't played it because it's the reason that it's not my type of game is because I like more quick action style games like DMC, Bayonetta, and everything. Nice. I can understand the patience. I can understand taking the time to break it down and fight these big monsters and wonder everywhere. I understand that. That's all fun, good, and dandy. But I sometimes love to kick a demon in the air, slash him, hit him with a gun, switch over yeah. here, uh, which time some stuff. Like I love the flow and the movement yeah. of that of that kind of style game. And yes, Bloodborne and some of the Soul games, they're not about that. But I have tried it, and I'm just like, yeah, I like more quicker stuff, being more methodical and like really getting into it. And getting that flow because maybe that's what I grew up with, you know. Keeping having having something go, you know, keeping moving. That's why sometimes, and I tell people that's why I can't really play Madden or I can't watch football or some or some of the sports games. Uh, hockey, I could I could someone watch, but I'm just like I hate when they have to stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. Commercial for a long time, stop, go. Because I'm just like I I need consistent action. And everything, and that even happens in movies and stuff. Like I would love that. Yes, give pace, pacing, know how to pace and stuff. But I love a good, fast, quick, stylized action game. And like the soul genre doesn't really present me with that and everything because I my mind would treat it as a role playing game, a traditional or a action role playing game where it has to be quick. There has to be right. something going on and everything. I mean, I, I, would, I would agree with you. I prefer the quick stuff, too. But there, there's just... Um, and I think I think what, what Bloodborne did specifically more than, like, Dark Souls 1, which is the only other Dark Souls game I gave a shot to, and I just mm-hmm. it wasn't for me, um, is Bloodborne does make it quicker. I think there is quick action in Bloodborne, and I think there is an Elden Ring. It's just not hitting. It's dodging. It's doing your magic spells, your potions, and stuff like that. Like, everything has to be... It is methodical. Like, you have to, like, get your timing down with everything because everything takes a certain amount of time, and if you aren't ready to jump or dodge when you are taking your spell, you're gonna get hit. Like, that... I think... It is that to a degree, but it's not going to be like, and I'm going to throw my hat in the ring here, but Shadow of Mordor. It's not going to be Shadow <laughs> of Mordor. It's not going to be Arkham where I am 
countering this guy, hitting this guy, using a stun on this one, throwing a battering here. Like, it's not going to be that. Um, but there is there is a methodical form to it. It's yeah. just... But I, I understand why you would like it. I To me, Elden Ring, where it shines the most is just the world itself. Mm-hmm. I think it is one of the most creative open worlds I've I've ever seen that I've ever played in. And I haven't even been able to scratch the surface yet. That yeah. was just with me. Cause I am playing horizon and I, I, I wanted to get into Elden Ring and horizon, but I started playing both and <clears throat> I would, <laughs> I would be pushing buttons in horizon that I was pushing for Elden Ring and Elden Ring for horizon. So I was messing <laughs> myself up. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put Elden Ring away for right now. I'm going to beat horizon. And then, Hopefully I'll get to Elden because I'm I'm also at the day of recording this I'm picking up GT Seven today but that's like that's another game where it's totally different and so it's not gonna bother me all that much which is which is weird because I'm doing triangle strategy <laughs> so we're both getting well, and we were talking about spending money I'm this close to buying triangle strategy because I want a game that I can play in my bed like a, mm. I, a good before I go to bed game. And I want I, Triangle Strategy so bad. <laughs> I I want the GT seven GT seven uh, soundtrack. I want to hear the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I would spend money uh, for that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I Elden Ring. I think to me the the biggest thing is just the world exploring the things that are happening. It is like you go this direction there's gonna be stuff there you go you go south they'll be there west you'll be there north they'll be there like there's all this kind of stuff everywhere and i told the small story which a lot of people have had happen to them but it was like crazy to me i was like what in the world is going on i i was i was going like the game directs you north but if you just go north you're probably going to get beat instantly unless you sneak around and then like try to you're trying to collect all of these like uh forget what they're called but you're trying to collect this this currency so you can upgrade your character more and then go fight these big ones because these the big one on the horse which i probably you've probably seen on the video i was mm-hmm. like oh no way i'm fighting this guy right now i've got to level up i gotta do something so then it's like all right as soon as i turn east it's like all this ocean stuff where it's like all these sand creatures. Uh, there's huge ones that aren't kind of messing with you. But as soon as you like start and then like you can walk up to them and they don't do anything. But you attack them and they just like transform into this like whole octopus type monster. I'm like, holy crap, I'm running. And there's like all these other smaller sub There's all these weird elf campsites that people like these elf goblins are just chilling at a campsite and you run into them. And I keep, and I was like, this is just going one direction, just on the coast of this this one part of Elden Ring. And then I go the complete opposite direction. There are these zombified monks praying to something. I don't know what they're praying to, but they're worshiping or praising. Uh, I think his name is, I think it was Agaya or something like that, or Al- Alja or something. And I was like, what are these guys doing? And they're not really attacking me, but their dogs are. So I'm fighting the dogs. I'm fighting the zombies. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, mercilessly killing them. They're not really doing anything to me, but I'm I'm killing them because I need the currency. And I'm like, what are these guys doing? So I turn around, and there's this big 
open area. There's some water surrounding it, and there's these people, these same ones, but they're praying to a tabernacle. They got something on fire, like a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I start to walk that way, the giant dragon, whose name is the one that they've been chanting this whole time, just pops out of nowhere. I was like, holy crap, I'm not doing this right now. No <laughs> way. And so I turn around. I'm going through all these people. I'm fighting them. And then I go down, and there's these rats and these rats are even tougher than anything else I've fought so far. So these giant rats that I, I get through them, and then I'm like, okay, there's not really a whole lot here. But I open the there's one door, and I open the door. There's just a treasure chest. I was like, okay, well I need the treasure chest, but why is it glowing red? And why is it why is it looking very suspicious? You open it, and you get transformed to the other side of the map, and it's like all this other stuff that's popping up, and I'm like, oh my god, like. There's no dead space in this game. Like, there's no space where I'm like, oh, I got to walk all the way over there to get to this one icon. And there's just a bunch of grass, a bunch of rocks, a bunch of... It is constant. Like, there are enemies there. The world is like... It's like they took your normal open world game. They took Mm -hmm. your Horizon. They took your Breath of the Wild. They took all that. And they're like, now shrink it. They'll just crumple it up and where everything is right next to each other. And it's incredible. It's incredible how they did it. I don't and like I'm going along this like mountain area to get where I'm supposed to go in the story mission. And all along the way, there's these little cave entrances around the mountain. And if you go into one cave, it's like, all right, there's there's kind of like stuff here. There's areas where you straight up can't see anything like just straight up can't see unless you are like this close like right in front of your face and like until you go find some mushroom somewhere else that'll like glow the way there you're just gonna have to start swinging and hopefully like it's all that kind of stuff that's just so different it's like no one is doing this kind of stuff and like and i've had this thing where where i've played open world games lately that i'm like and Horizon a little has a little bit of it. Horizon likes to fill its open areas with dinosaurs that you can hunt. But if yeah. you're not in the mood to hunt things and you're just trying to get to the next spot, it's a slog. You're just like you're just running through. You're just trying to get to the next area. My my thing with Breath of the Wild was it was like there's nothing here. It's and it's and you're slow. Like you're just walking slow and you're you're doing all these things slow. You're climbing slow. You're swimming slow. And if you can't swim in this direct spot, if you don't have enough stamina to go through this direct spot, you're going to drown. And then you got to start all over. So you got to go all the way around. And it was like, there's nothing there. But Elden Ring is just like, nope, there's no empty spot. There's no empty so, spots. So with, with Breath of the Wild, and, you know, Numa always spoke about this. He was just like, when you go into a, uh, a world like this, um, even if you were like living in the country and stuff, stuff like this happens. There's not always uh, a lot of stuff happening at the same time. And I understand. I get what you mean. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, and I feel like, like I said, Breath of the Wild is such a scientific game. How you get there is up to you. Like, if you want to go get a horse, you can. If you want to look for enemies and weapons and explore, you can. I think with, from, uh, with Elden Ring, it's just that they took that idea and mixed it with the world of a Souls game. Or not so, not a Souls game. They mixed it in with, with from software design. And 
exploring and finding things and not knowing what is going to happen, that is, you know, it's those surprises that make a lot of people to be like, you know, holy crap, this is amazing because this thing happened and everything. And, and, and some people probably go when they play Breath of the Wild too, they're going to be like, I understand what they're going for, but it doesn't have this Elden Ring kind of feel to it. Because for some people, they may see that ER may tarnish their love or future look for Zelda. And sometimes it may it may not be. It depends on what the game comes out. Uh, well, I think Elden Ring might tarnish a lot of open world games for some people. And, I think, and I think most people who make open world games should be glad that Elden Ring did it first because the challenge is going to drive a lot of people away that no one like it's not like Far Cry did this first mm. and then people are like crap we gotta we gotta do that now because Far Cry came up with this great world where everything is just like all truncated in one and there's never non-stop action in this open world there's constant stuff to see and different enemies popping out of nowhere whereas Elden Ring it's like only of there, I mean, it's a hot selling game, but there's only going to be so many people that play it. It had it been like a, a, a like an Assassin's Creed or someone that mm-hmm. did this, or even Zelda who did this first, it would have been like, crap. Now we all have to do this because there's no other way. Because now when I'm, because I'm playing Breath of the Wild two, at the same time. And every time I have a long distance to travel, I'm like, I get sleepy. Breath of the Wild. You should say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Breath of the Wild. T-O-2. Breath of the Wild, T-O-2. But same with Horizon, though. Like, Horizon, I'm like, if I'm like, I don't want to fight these because i got plenty of those parts right now, and it's the same, like, it's the same robot dinosaur that I, I don't want to fight right now, mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I don't want and I can, I can also get them out. I can also do these things that every open world game and, does. And it's just that everybody but knows it's this not is, the same. <laughs> this is a, this is a side conversation out of the, the yeah. thing, just to let yeah. everybody know. Uh, yeah, but, like, I just... but, but I think, I think getting back to like difficulty, and I, I don't want to pound on the Souls genre, and I don't want to pound on. Mm from software and, and things like that because I think a lot of us is that we are not negative <laughs> about this genre. We love that it's being successful and people are enjoying it. Uh, it's just that I think it gets to the point where when when people get in the spot of like you know saying that this is the game. This is the one. This is the only game that I need and you know nothing else compared to cuz I I I made the statement that a lot of people are <clears throat> Sorry about that. I said a lot of people are going to make this game their game of the year and nothing yeah. else regardless on how good it is or even if it does get a 10 or or anything. Nothing is going to uh, meet their expectations because their expectations has already been met and beyond because of Elden Ring. So there's going to be just a, there's going to be, they're going to look at other games and be like, it's, it's not the world of Elden Ring. It doesn't have that difficulty. It doesn't have the exploration and stuff. And it's just like, you're missing out on the point. First of all, you're missing out on the point of video games. Second of all, you're missing out on the challenges that these other games can provide. These problem solvings, um, these, you know, these things and things like that. You're going to be missing out on it if you just set one game set, a, set as your automatic game of the year and stuff. Like, I... Uh, I don't know if you caught the uh, 
our 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 discussion and everything in uh, on Twitter, Austin. But I said just playing the demo of the Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I did say this is kind of be could be a contender for game of the year, and it's not because of its challenge. I feel like because this game is super polished, the controls, the graphics, some of the cutscenes are funny, and I think. It's more accessible, of course, it's more accessible than uh, Elden Ring, but I think people are going to get into it. I think people are going to enjoy it for what it is and, and love it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and well, it's not, I mean, I hope, but, you're, I hope you're right because I want every game I play to be a game of the year contender. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd selfishly want that, but I think there are things that are going to help carry games over when games come out between january and april i would say all all the way up till june time you Mm -hmm. have to really stick out to be game of the year contender and and i I, I, is gonna have that i don't know if kirby will like i don't know because breath of the wild had that you know i don't know if kirby's gonna have I think that's going to be the thing when it comes to game of the year is that it's only going to be Elder Ring and everything else that has come earlier in the year is just going to be forgotten. Of course, that we know for a lot of awards, Nintendo only may only get one category or not mentioned at all. And we we had we kind of had this, this this discussion, and I and I you know me and Lebron and Corey and just anyone <laughs> has had this this discussion is that yeah. It's great that these games get nominated, but throughout the year and throughout the timelines and throughout friends and stuff, I consistently see a lot of Nintendo games being brought up. And when it gets to uh, challenge and difficulty, a lot of people are still missioning on how people feel like that the, the Nintendo games are fair. And so, and so when it gets to the game of the year and a non-Nintendo game, you know, wins and stuff, yeah, congratulations, that game won. But then it literally fades away. Where some of the nominations that's on that list is still being played and mentioned after. Because... I, this is not a knock against it, it takes two. Sorry, everybody, for the side tangent. It's not a knock against it takes two from the Game Awards winning it. But after that game got mentioned, no one has said anything about it. I I I would actually agree with you, but I would also say that that is not a game that is going to be a game that people are constantly going back to that is a mm. game you, you play once and then you're done or that is a game and then, by the way probably doesn't take that long to beat whereas games like horizon forbidden west and elden ring and breath of the wild 2 when it comes out if it comes out this year those are games that you're going to spend hundreds of hours in if you're really into them and those are the games that are just like the popular genre Mm -hmm. of for for, which has been that way for a while to be honest like my like my game the years like last year was resident evil village and it was nominated but that horror is a horror and especially linear horror horror games are big they sell but they're not the big ones they're not the biggest genre that people care for. Right. It's the and, big open world games. That's how it's been for 
10 years, I feel. Right. Like, these big open world games are the ones that everyone wants. Right. And speaking of horror games and stuff, I think the difficulty in those games is just, you know, is how well prepared you are and your level of fear and everything. You know? Yeah. Like, that's the way that that game kind of challenged you and stuff. And, and you know, we kind of I kind of mentioned uh, earlier we had a discussion talking about like Mega Man 2 and Mega Man 3. Mm-hmm. You know, the Mega yeah. Man games are challenging. Mega Man 11 yeah. is, is is challenging, but that is yeah. pure Mega Man. That's what it was based off of. And it was more of learning the level design, learning which weapon works, and knowing that when you time your platforming jumps and stuff, if enemies going to pop out and and hit you. So it's working on your timing and stuff. And I think once you learn once you learn all of that, you kind of know that okay, this is how I should play the game. This is what they want me to go. And it becomes a set kind of way of going about stuff and everything. So the challenge gets minimalized um once you learn it. You know, it'd be like, oh okay, now it's easy because I know. And you know, I think when you, I think when you, once you start replaying the game, the challenge and difficulty gets lower and lower and lower. Um, and I, I, I guess, because uh, we're going to get close to wrapping this up, I guess I feel like when you want to look at a game and you know say something about it without giving it, giving it a try, giving it is uh, learning this difficulty and stuff. I think it's kind of unfair. Now, you can say the same thing to me with Elden Ring, but I don't have nothing against Elden Ring with its challenge. I guess I made some equivalents uh, of playing different games and stuff, but I never, I don't have nothing bad about that game. You know, uh, I, I was telling Corey and LaRonda Stephanie on Boss Podcast, I was telling them that on the outside, for people who don't, who know Breath of the Wild and know some history of the Souls game, the basic line is you have an open world and you just put the formula of a Souls game into it. And someone who knows it, who's playing those games, they said, no, it's much more. You know, and yeah. so when it, when it comes to the difficulty, a lot of people just like, those games are, that game is not for me because it's just too hard where a lot of people yeah. who are playing it's just like yes it's hard but it's fun once you learn the mechanics so there's two different visions of there um mm-hmm. when they look at kirby for example or even yoshi 64 because they said that game was too easy people would just look at it make say that because it's a franchise known for its easy challenge i could already make this assumption about it and never play it because it's too easy but when they play these so-called easy games and they get challenged to it, they don't know what to say. Me and you, we talked about Mario Brothers. Oh, people mm-hmm. just like, oh, that's just an easy game. But then you play some of the challenging stuff for Mario yeah. Brothers, trying to use your skill, and it kicks your tail. Yeah. That whole conversation changes. And then yeah. it becomes, it becomes it's, it, for some people, it becomes it's too easy to, this is a bad game. Because it's challenging. I really think <clears throat> that more people would play Mario Brothers and like these older games. For one, you can really cheese it now with the save points. But if 
if people could have unlimited lives and just get to the levels, I think people would probably give them more a chance. But because people play, they get to level world four or five and they lose all their lives on one level that they just can't figure out and they have to start all the way over. I think that's what most people, what drives And that's just how games were back then and that and people still beat them. So like it can be done. It can, I'm like, I did Super Mario Brothers one uh this year all the worlds no <laughs> no jumping the worlds like i was taught to the first time i ever played <laughs> mario brothers like mario brothers when my when my dad showed me mario brothers for the first time he showed me instantly how to get the world jump the worlds into the war pipes in uh level one two so like that was like oh that's how you play the game but when I got older, it was like oh i'm just gonna do it the other way and it was like oh this is where the challenge is this is where and if you lose all your lives, like, you have to start over. I think, like, Super Mario World is another one where it's like, oh, once you get past this first world, you're good. You don't have to do the whole game over again, but you gotta at least do whatever world you're on over again once you lose lives. I think that gets a little more... I think that's really what drives people away more than that. It's not that the game is difficult. It's the fact that your punishment is way harsher than uh, some of these newer games are. And yeah. Elden Ring specifically, a lot of people are talking about that. It is more accessible to people because when you die, you are not sent as far back as you were in the previous Dark Souls game. It's like yes. you're sent very close to where you can really keep trying over and over again. That's why I loved Cuphead. Cuphead, it's like instant, like you're getting in, you're like, you fail, you instantly can get back into the level and try it again. It's not that I have to go all the way back to all this stuff and then go through whatever I just struggled with for two hours. They get the level I was struggling with two hours, I beat it, and then I lost all my lives and I got to start all over, including that level. That's the kind of stuff that I think people get frustrated with more than anything. Uh, not just like the actual game itself, but just the punishment for it. And that that to me is why most people don't go back and play older games, to be honest. That's why I don't, because Mario Brothers was one example where it was like, I've played this game so many times that I'm very confident that I can just beat through it without using the save worlds and stuff or save points or anything. And I did it. But <clears throat> Mario Brothers 3, a game that I have not played a whole lot of, um, I'm like, I don't know. I probably would just use save points because I don't really want to waste my time. Like, it's not a waste, but I don't want to spend so much time playing a game fail and be like all right i gotta play through all those levels again and if i just want to beat it i want to have that experience i don't want that to take away from it so i like i encourage anyone like if you want to play old games use the nintendo online version where you can have save points or use the mini nes or snes like we have those save points because i get it we only have so much amount of time in this world and there are we phrase that every day we phrase that Do, uh -huh. i i you know i might have to get on people say we only have so much limited time and then you hear how much time they invest in one game you have that but but okay but if you okay i understand that but why mm -hmm. would i spend time playing games i don't want to play 
if you're enjoying if i enjoy skyrim for a thousand hours i'm going to play skyrim for a thousand okay. hours because so, that that so, is the so, point of video games that so, is the point to have so fun. i so i should say i would still say this if you if you felt like you spent enough time getting the experience of, of a certain game and, you, and you're not enjoying it that should be it not yeah, that, that not should be that it. Not that we only got so much time in the world. No, because the thing about it is you don't have time for that game, but you have enough time for this game because it's your favorite. So I I, I kind of got to get on. Not I'm not getting on you, but I think we need to rephrase that line because I, I feel like I, sometimes I feel like if you have time, uh-huh. if you have time, your level of investment should your level of, of investment in the game should be fair. If you feel like that you're not enjoying something, to be like, you should say, I had my time with this. It was good that I invested in, in it, and I'm going to leave it there because I'm not having fun. Let, let me ask you this. Would you rather people play Mega Man 2 and 3 and use save points or not ever play it at, at all? What would you rather them do? I would rather them, yes, I would. I would rather them play with save points and, and things like and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them saying that. Well, I just don't have the time for this. And here you mm-hmm. are playing. Uh, here you are playing um, some some game that is presents the same challenge as Mega Man. And you're resting hours and hours and hours and hours and hours over it. It's weird. Right. But uh, in that case, like maybe someone wants to play those hours because they enjoy that game. Whereas the other game, they just want the experience. They just want to see the levels. They want to see the design. They want to mm-hmm. have fun playing that game, but they don't want to invest so much time into it because well, everyone has a, so much time that they can play games that it's like, yes. all right, if I have two games, I want to beat the story in this game, but I really just love playing this game over and over again. I'm and gonna I, do whatever it takes like, to beat and that's, the story and, and get that's out. Why I, and that's why I feel like, you know, saying that you only have so much limited time, and you should be able to invest some time in it. And even if it's a game that you don't like or something, invest in some time. Invest in some time to try to get further. Just don't sometimes give up like that and say, I'm not going to invest. Because you're investing time. You, you continue to invest time on the stuff that's familiar, but you don't want to feel investing time into the unknown and that's new. Where you might actually find something that is worth that time. Yeah. I play all of uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. I invested my time into that game. I there was points that I wanted to stop, but I'm like, I need to. I'm. I need to go on. That's a problem, was, man. That's a. That's a problem, man. But, you should have invested so much time into a game you didn't like. <laughs> I invested. I invested. I invested my time in there because I wanted to see that what is hopefully the payoff is going to be good. If it's not going to be good, at least I could actually say. I invested my time completely. I got the experience, and I could put this away and never return to it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can't be like, oh, I just don't have enough time. I have time. I'm just not going to invest it in this unknown, but I want to invest it in something familiar. No, you need to, the much as time that you, whatever you have time for in the familiar, take that away and put it into the unknown. 
whether you like it or not, or even come back to maybe maybe you ask someone, hey, you know what? Would it be it would it be okay if I sit down with you, or you sit down with me? We co-op this game or whatever, and we play it to the end. Help me invest some time into seeing this game fully to the end. Say things like that. Listeners, I, just I, I get it. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I just, I know, like, for me, there's so many games I want to play that. Yes, I. I but I also want to have. I also want to have fun, and so sometimes I just want to get through a game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, I'm really glad that I I played Mario Brothers the correct way this year like i because it's been a long time since i've done it when i was a kid and i would play that over and over again because those were like some of the few games that i had and so we all had that time where we could play those games over and over and over again until we got it because it's like what else are you gonna do you you could try to beg your mom for a new game but it's not gonna happen <laughs> you know yes not not until christmas or your birthday or whatever so i i I now it's like when you're an adult, it's like, all right, I have less time, but I have money and I can go buy all these games that I want. And now it's like, now I just want to get through it. And I, I have no problem with people cheesing their way through games. I don't care. Like I, I am not a purist. I don't think you have to do it this way. I think maybe you cheat yourself out of the experience. And I would say like, if someone played through Mario brothers, and did and use save points, and then at the end said, "Oh, it didn't present that much of a challenge to me." I would be like, "Well, you didn't play it right." Like that to me is the most important part. Is like you gotta just be upfront with people when you're talking about games. Like, did yeah. you finish? Like, did you finish? Did you get to the credits? What difficulty did you play on? Like, back up all your information with this. Like, I, you know, back up what you're saying because I think that's the most important part. Is just being honest. And people can't be honest because they're scared that someone's going to judge them because they didn't play their game the right way. Or because, like, there's people, the Dark Souls community, it's like, oh, get good. And you have to be the, the wretch class and you have to, you know, be the class to give you no stats and no, don't get any extra extra things or you know, only carry this amount of health potions or I beat this boss this way. Like, who cares? Who? Who really cares? Like, just let people enjoy the game they want to enjoy. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's 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 all it is. I um, I hope just people just enjoy the games that they're playing and and not taking it too seriously <laughs> because games games can't be taken too seriously at all. I'm fighting giant uh triceratop robotic dinosaurs in the future in one game and then i'm you know i just beat firewatch and it was just about me being a park ranger or walking in the woods like i can't take anything seriously i want <laughs> before we got on there's a facebook video that came on of this guy playing cop simulator and he's uh -huh. literally sitting in a cop car and there are other people in the world that he's in, and they're driving regular cars. And if they speed and stuff, like he goes and pulls them over and gives them tickets and stuff. I was like, this is too much for me. Why? Why are we? <laughs> but people enjoy that. People enjoy this, like these simulator game, like train simulator and plane simulator and all this stuff. I'm yeah. Like, 
you just got to let people do what they do. And as there's an audience for it, people are going to make those games. And I just, uh, I just hope that the games that I like still get made. Like, the dumb games like Far Cry and stuff like yeah. that. That's that's like, you know, I think Jesse is the only other person I've ever met that said Far Cry 5 was their game of the year for 2017 because it was mine. I loved Far Cry 5. I love that game to death. And my friends who we play a lot of the same games, they are like, you're stupid because the game sucks like and they hate it because of the story and stuff but i'm like no i love the story i love how it ends i love how it ends of like it's an ends in a bad way it's not it's not easy that's what i liked about it and i other than that i just like being a guy carrying all these heavy machine guns with a with a grizzly bear attacking people like i just <laughs> i love that you know yeah and so i think uh I think a lot of people get upset where, or they get worried that, oh, if people change my game, it won't be there for me. I I find it hard to believe that there's all, all types of games are being made all the time that you're going to have something you like. And if you can't find something you like, then I don't think you should play video games. I think you should read books. I think you should watch movies or something or go outside or do something else because video games might not be for you at the end of the day. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. Well, everybody, that is going to be it for Optional Opinion. Thank you, Austin, for this conversation. I know we spend a lot of time talking about Elden Ring and Kirby and just using that as an example, but I think when it comes to difficulty in games, like I, I really don't think people should be biased of a game because of its difficulty. Yeah. I think if you're willing to learn it, Go ahead and learn it. Um, I really don't think that you should judge games that are easy, uh, like yeah. Kirby or Yoshi 64 or even Animal Crossing. Like I think those games shouldn't be judged uh, because they're too easy, so you just refuse to play them. I think you should experiment with different kinds of games. At least try them out if you can. Try them out. I'm not saying that yeah. uh, if you know a friend who has that game and they're willing to allow you to use it or you can play it on there or if you decide to buy the game and give it a sale because you're curious. At least give it a try. And if you if if you don't want to invest any more time in it or anything uh, or you already got something out of it, that is completely fine. But if you really want to get the full experience, invest some time in it. You know, let the, the challenge and stuff, you can overcome. You can handle. You just, it takes time to just get through it, I say, for me. Uh, with that, everybody. And, uh, uh, oh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> if you want to try it out, just wait till it goes on sale. And if it's a Nintendo game, just uh, get a Steam Deck. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> oh, that's a whole. Di- <laughs> that's a whole different discussion that we we've been uh, about to have. Uh, but Austin, oh where man, can, where can where can we find you? We already know the Nintendo. Uh, Life. Had you read that Nintendo Life story? <laughs> About the uh, I don't think I read the Nintendo Life story, but I've seen a lot of videos of people, you know, playing all these Switch games on their Steam Deck, and it's like, ooh. Yeah, a lot you know of people, where they're getting it from. You know, a lot they're of, not yeah, paying for it. A lot of people's videos are getting taken down, though, for it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've seen some on YouTube that got taken down, but Twitter, I've seen 
the Twitter has uh, kept them alive, and I've seen quite a few, <laughs> quite a few of them. Um, yeah, uh, but, but where can people find you, Austin? You can find me at Place Austin on Twitter and um, Instagram and all that, and then you can find me Scrambled Rambles. It's my own podcast. It's on Spotify only right now. I am working on getting it on other things though. Um, but there's going to be exclusive episodes that are on Spotify because you can do stuff with Spotify music. Um, and so that's kind of what I was pushing at first. But I plan on trying to get almost all the episodes on other platforms except for the Spotify exclusive episodes, which is going to be like covering songs and covering albums and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'm trying to bring that back. And then you can find me on Crossroads every Tuesday night. 8 central twitch.tv slash exodus 803 with Laron and Stoy now and Chris and so um, talking about PlayStation and we're going to be talking about Xbox stuff as well um, I'm going to try to include stuff. that some, some PC stuff well it's Laron and Laron doesn't play anything on PlayStation so uh, or Xbox he's only he he claims he has a PS5. I've never actually seen it though. I think he just I think he just plays nope. PC games. Well, <laughs> I, I I seen it. I see, he showed me the picture in the box. I seen it. Mm-hmm. I think that might be his roommates, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, I, you know, Nintendo does get brought up every once in a while, but we try not to say it. We try not to say the N word because you know it, it causes all kinds of uh, controversy, and the rod gets it. The <laughs> rod gets in there, but sometimes we bring it up. Sometimes we bring it up. Uh, everybody thinks that when they say Nintendo, I get summoned. I'm like, hold on, wait. <laughs> yeah, if you, everyone, if you say Nintendo three times in the mirror, Ed will just peer right behind you, and uh, hopefully he'll <laughs> have snacks. <laughs> exactly, I'll have snacks, and you hear a woo <laughs> Yes, and you guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can check more content uh, at Boss Rush Network um, on our website, bossrush.net, and on YouTube, bossrush.network. You can find more of Optional Opinion on SoundCloud and other podcast apps out there. And uh, yeah, uh, come and listen. Come, come, check, come check us out on Boss Rush. We got a lot of stuff going on and on at, at our Discord. Um, but yeah, um, I will probably have a new email for Optional Opinion. It's not decided yet. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts, guys, about this. Um, about what you guys think about uh, difficulty. Have it made you biased for other games and everything? We would love to hear your thoughts. With that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Optional Opinion. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.